Welcome to Two For None, your favourite cricket comedy podcast. My name is Patrick Cullen, and with me again, back in black, is Christopher T. Barty. Bardo, how are you, big man? How are you tracking? I'm very well, Pat. I'm very well. Um, look, it was a long, hard winter in between <laughs> seasons. Um, I, Down in the gulags. I could have sworn that in my Two For None contract, it states that I get um, a few months off. Um, oh, yeah, but, right. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But we're back, apparently. Uh, we're back. We're back. And- Did you enjoy your holiday, Butter? Did you go around the Caribbean? Did you uh, sail on a yacht for periods of time? Did you knuckle down in the snows? Uh, what happened? Oh, I read two thirds of a book. <laughs> wow. Um, Spectacular. And, not, uh, and, and also, you know, uh, half a cricket book. Um, we. Which we'll talk about later. Uh, no, Pat, oh, look, I enjoyed um, an Indian uh, I- series, uh, another one. Um, feels like we had, had... We hadn't had enough. Yeah, Couldn't yeah, get enough yeah. of it. Yep, we've had a few of those lately. So, um, thought, you know what? I wonder if the the schedulers, Bardo, enjoyed Jai Singh's interjections so much, mm. they just decided to mm. put more India-Australia games in the calendar just to really tie over the two for none fans. I wonder if that's when well, we went down. you've got to think the powers that be, the BCCI... <laughs> They said Australia has Gideon Haig. All right. All right. We need one of those. So they've got one. Uh, And we put him to air. Mate, uh, he will be on later in the pod as well. Jai Singh will be dropping by with an Indian interjection. uh, Full of analysis, full of detail, as we've come to expect from that man. We're going to do a quick shield wrap too, Bardo. A couple of games going on at the moment, as well as all of the action from the five ODIs. Uh, against India, as mentioned. Plus, there's a Pakistan series coming up, a few changes for the Ashes series, and we will touch on this book of yours, Bardo, that you've been digging into for Crick Lit. Um, I've seen your Facebook posts about it, and I've got a bit of a heads up, and I'm a little bit excited in my heart, if I'm honest. Uh, <laughs> you the only one. Um. <laughs> Should we get into some shield, Bardo? Should we drop Ooh. in and, and remind the people? Yeah, why not? What's been going down? Mm. Um, look, a couple of games going on as we speak. Obviously, second half of the Shield season, we're using the Duke's ball, Bardo. Yep. And uh, we've been hypothesizing that maybe that's why WA had such a terrible first innings against Queensland. Bowled out for 138 at the whacker. Mm. Just just bad, Chris. Just bad. Do you reckon it's the Dukes, mate? Do you reckon well, it's just bad batting? Look, there's been a trend, hasn't there, really, in the second half of the Shield season? Um, just a number of really poor performances with the bat at just the wrong wrong time, really. Um, I mean, most recently in uh, you know in the game uh, New South Wales versus uh, uh, Victoria, scores of 135 and 102 for New South Wales, 106 and 194 for Victoria. Um, and in I, in the game uh, most recently, I think uh, Queensland versus uh, South Australia. Um, I think you'll find that in one of the innings, like it may have been the South Australian innings, um, there was a record number of ducks in an innings. And in that oh really? Yeah, and in that game, um, in that game, uh, scores of uh, one hundred and fifteen and one hundred and thirty for Queensland. And uh, 71 and uh, 131 for the Redbacks. 
I tell you what, Pat, it's not often that you score a combined total of 245 in, from two innings and win by 43 runs. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not... I'm not I'm not lying here. I mean, that's these are abysmal scores. And um, uh, I could be wrong, but I, I think it was the, the South initial Queensland innings. There was one, two, three, four ducks... And then Oof. in the first South Australian innings in that game, there was one, two, three, four ducks again. Uh, then second dig for Queensland, there's one, two ducks. And um, in the final South Australian innings, there's a further three ducks. So I think, what does that bring us up to? 13, uh, 13 ducks for the game. So um, Hell's teeth. I mean, it's, it hasn't been good, really. And at the wrong time... <laughs> When we really needed some runs, uh, so that's uh, well. When I say we, are, of course, the, I refer to the Australian uh, batting pool. Um, yeah. But um, look, it hasn't all been bad. There are some uh, decent performances over the last little while. Um, you just have to dig a little deeper to find them. And look, the the game that started most recently, Chris, um, that's currently just we just put up stumps today. There's been a couple of better scores. Uh, Mitch Marsh got a 71. Um, the Vicks, uh, our mate Will Pakovsky's got an 82. There's a couple of 60s and 50s in there as well. So maybe maybe it was just our first week, first game back blues, um, but uh, that 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 got to a few crew. Um, it definitely looks like this round has been a, a little less devastating. The Redbacks bounced back pretty well um, to put on a score of 260, which isn't a lot, but in comparison to their score from the mm. week before, it's uh, in comparison to 71. That's, uh, that's yeah. a pretty good turnaround. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it, none of it's none of it has been particularly good. I guess um, you know Travis Head's made some runs. Um, yeah. Uh, there's been a few other guys that have made some performances. I mean, for Victoria at the moment, uh, Seb Gotch, the wicketkeeper with a handy 63. Um, mm. Matt Short, 56. Uh, Will Pukowski, as you said, Pat, with 82. So there's a little bit happening, but uh, but not a heck of a lot. Um, in the same game, as we said before, Travis Head with 67. Uh, Tom Andrews, 59. So it is uh, they're getting used to the conditions a little bit more. Um, and obviously we hope that it'll, it'll improve. Um, it's been a good couple of rounds to be a bowler, that's for sure. Absolutely. Get your, get your innings is right up there. Get your, sorry, your number of wickets per innings right up there, Chris. Uh, I wanted to mention this uh, game with the Tassie Tigers playing the Blues as well, Chris, mm. which is going on at the moment as well. Your mate Daniel Hughes. But a dark horse, Asher yeah. Selection, knocking a 61 there before being caught behind from uh, the Birdman. How are you, how you feeling about his chances? Are you still backing that bloke in? Yeah, pretty bullish. Um, he hasn't been... Uh, he, he's been one of the few batsmen that hasn't been altogether terrible. Um, recently, <laughs> uh, as you say, 64 in the current game against uh, uh, against uh, Tasmania. Um, i tell you what, the other bloke who's not doing too bad at the moment, who we uh, has said, have said may be a bit of a bolter, um, is... Uh, uh, Matthew Wade, but not only with the yeah. not only with the bat, but with the ball. With the ball, with the ball. So um, get out of here. Yeah, I think you'll find uh, he bowled a couple of overs today. So obviously, with Tim Payne taking the gloves, Matty Wade's been uh, uh, gloveless, um, and he thought, "Look, I need something in my hands. I'm just one of those. <laughs> I, 
I just need something in my hands. You know, I mean, maybe he's a he's a recovering um, uh, smoker or something. You know, he just sort of ah uh, yeah 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 yeah. Hands, you know, he just needs an object. Yeah, just just um, something. You know, uh, distraction. Um, he does bowl surprisingly quick too, Matty Wade. For a short man, he's only about five foot four. Um, but he he gets some heat up there. Oh, mate, he certainly does. And I think you'll find in when I find it. Maybe they should bat him at six, but I just give him the all-rounder slot. You know, get him to bowl a couple of overs per well, game. Well, you look. It's funny you say that, Pat, because in the in a, in the previous round against Western Australia, a game which WA did win uh, by uh, fifty-one runs, um, Matty Wade was really, even though he didn't get man of the match, he really was the star of the show. Um, in the first dig. Uh, for WA again bowls his customary two overs, change a ball. Um, but in the second dig for WA, um, Matty Wade finishes with figures figures of two for twenty. Hey, hey, that's pretty good. Not bad. Three for twenty. I mean, you don't need to know that he only bowled three overs. <laughs> but um, <laughs> look, that's that's more than a handy weapon to have. And then, of course, finish that game off. Um, with a, a superb fighting century of 134 to nearly snatch the game for uh, for Tasmania, so he's in pretty rare form. Is is Matthew Wade, and and I think he and Daniel Hughes will find themselves well positioned um, come the uh, time for Ashes selection. Well, yes, Chris, and there's there is some ex- pretty exciting Ashes news. We'll get to that uh, towards the end of the show. Just looking at the table, after nine matches, Victoria is sitting on top. They've got five wins. New South Wales and Western Australia are taking up two and three, uh, separated by points there, both with four wins. Uh, Queensland, Tasmania, South Australia round it out. It's going to be a bit of a tight one, but it's going with the Vicks scoring the runs that they are in the form of Pukowski, they're probably going to be pretty tough to beat, I think. Um, obviously beating New South Wales, which is probably their, their closest rival most recently. So we'll, we'll keep a close eye on that. Um, but Bardo, I think we should probably turn our attention to these ODIs that we won, mate. Mm. And and what a series, Chris! The first time uh, Australia's come back from being two 0 down to get a three 0 series win in India, um, a, a pretty monumental performance. Especially mm. considering, uh, uh, you know, I, I really wasn't expecting much. I was thinking we were going to get pumped, Chris. But I'm, I guess I'm a bit of a pessimist. That's that's my my state of being. Um, just overall reactions, Bardo, to the to the oh, five one day series. Well, hugely positive, uh, obviously, because uh, this wasn't a mug Indian team as we've seen. Um, uh, I just think you know bowled well, batted well every game, gave themselves a chance for for victory. Um, I mean, you know, clearly Usman Kawaja. Clearly how great was he? Yeah, clearly, some standout performances. Uh, from Usman Kawaja, um, uh, I saw an article today or yesterday on Crick Info uh, saying that um, he should be okay when Wade and so when um, Warner and uh, Smith come back. I, I mean, what a lot of lot of nonsense, really. Um, <laughs> if there's one man that's secure in the Australian batting lineup at the moment, it has to be you uh, uh, Kawaja. Um, because uh, his performances were absolutely outstanding. A couple of centuries and a 90-odd. Um, looking pretty good at the top of the innings. And, hey, Pat, this is the same Chris. guy that they were saying couldn't bat in the Middle East and couldn't play spin. Yeah. 
Yeah. In fact, Chris, I had a, I had a new nickname to run past you yeah. um, for Usman. Obviously, we can keep him as Uz, but I was wondering if we could just call him the reverse. Oh. Usman, the reverse Kawaja. Because let me tell you, he was pulling out that reverse sweep, the backwards broom, like it was no tomorrow. There was so many reverses coming out. It was wild. Um, and he plays that shot really, really, really well. 383 runs with a high score of 104, average of 76 across the five games. That is palpable. Chris, you know 70 runs more than Virat Kohli. Do you know what Usman Fawaj's reverse sweep reminds me of? Oh, please. Do yeah, tell. It's a bit like when you and I were at school and we used to play rugby 2007 or whatever it was. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Three on or something. PlayStation 1 or 2, I believe. Yeah, yeah, Continue. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was pretty unbeatable. I was pretty unbeatable. <laughs> pretty unbeatable. Until... Until, Patrick, you discovered um, the fact that Brian O'Driscoll is a glitch in the game. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah, he's untackleable, Brian Brian O'Driscoll. Untackleable. And um, you were beaten every time as long as you went to Ireland. That was it. Just because you couldn't tackle Brian O'Driscoll. You can't. As soon as you get the ball in the sentence. I think with Usman Kawadra in the reverse sweep, is he has found (laughs) the glitch in the game... It is unbeatable. As long as he's... Do you reckon he got his controller out and did a bit of left, left, right, up, down, square, triangle, square, star, yeah, as, and uh, has, has broken it, Chris. As, he's broken the game. He's broken it wide open. As long as he keeps pressing L1, trigger right, <laughs> he'll be fine. He'll be fine. They didn't get an answer for it, did they? They really didn't. They really didn't. And and he was able to, you know, I feel like so much of one day batting is about being able to manipulate the field. Um, finding out where your fielders are and, and forcing the bowler to bowl to different areas to bowl where you want them to. Mm. Um, and especially in the subcontinent, that's absolutely key. You know, these five pitches that we saw were vastly different um, across the board. So uh, I think Usman used that to his advantage. And, and, you know, like you say, Chris, there was a lot of talk. There's been a lot of talk, even from people on this podcast that Sharon may nameless, i.e. me, that uh, Usman's skill against the spinning ball in the subcontinent may not be up to scratch. But boy, did he put us in our place. Uh, like I say, huge stats there um, Virat Kohli the next closest to him with uh, and 70 runs less um, and, and, and additionally Bardo you know we've got to talk about that man Cummins that man PJ mm. Cummins just is he just can't stop won't stop speaking of you know cheat codes to break the game um, 14 wickets at 15 with an average of best bowling of 5 for 70 that's extraordinary um, 47 overs he did that in for 220 runs mm. absolutely a demolition job there well, from the great Paddy Cummins. I, I made the point on our group chat, uh, Pat, during the series. Um, you look at the likes of uh, uh, Pat Cummins' performance, as you say, 14 wickets at an average of 15, if you don't mind. Um, and partnering Pat Cummins with the likes of Joe Richardson, who did, to be fair, take a bit of a pasting in a couple of the games, but consistently took wickets at key times. And, and, and mm. you know... Finished off, if I'm reading uh, reading this correctly, played in three games, took eight wickets, um, an average of 21. So his, his economy rate is, is uh, a tick over six, which is probably a little bit high, but um, a strike rate of 21, which is phenomenal, and an average of 21, which is phenomenal. Um, I think partnering, Cummins and, R- and Richardson, um, you know, have a little bit of a, uh, me and Mrs. Jones. We've got a little bit of a thing going on. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's some partnership, Pat. Um, 
I, I, you know, and then I think you, with your options that you have from there, you know, obviously call denial, um, and uh, Zampa, mate. Uh, Zampa well, was hey, we haven't even got into the spinners, have we? Because I told you before the series, did I not tell you that I thought Zampa and uh, and and Nathan Lyon would make an interesting uh, uh, one-two combination because you've got one guy who gets um, who's obviously a leggy but gets a lot of overspin and not so much side spin. Um, to, but in, in theory, turns it away from the batsman at least a little bit, um, and then you've got a finger spinner who turns it into into the batsman, and uh, um, was they were, I mean they were both very effective, they were both very effective. Bob wonderfully in tandem. There's a lot of me and Mrs. Jones going over there, Chris. Who knows who is who? But he, uh, a pretty great performance from the Aussies all round, especially to pin it back, mate. Let, let's let's go back to the top here. Let's talk about this first ODI, mm. um, which India ended up winning by six wickets in Hyderabad. Uh, Australia batted first, and it was a great start from Uz uh, getting a, a really wonderful 50 there, 50 off 76. But meanwhile, Aaron Finch, you know, Finchy's front pad, um, and in this case, getting caught behind, um, he's he's not looking so great, uh, Aaron. He got better over the course of the series, but at the start of the series there, he was looking quite shaky. Um, what, what did you make of him, mate? Yeah, look... Clearly, Aaron Finch is in an interesting uh, uh, phase of his career at the moment. I mean, we know he's been so devastating for such a long period of time, particularly with a white ball. Um, and look, he didn't have it. People forget he didn't have a terrible tour of Pakistan either. He wasn't terrible and and and, and had a few good performances. Obviously, the Test series against India didn't go the way that we all hoped. Um, yeah. And and subsequently the the one day series, but you know. The thing is that let's not forget that he's just captained a team from two 0 down to win a five match series in India against you know obviously against India, which is a phenomenal effort. I mean that's incredibly difficult, um, huge feat. So you know as as you say he he did struggle early and 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 you know particularly against uh, some of the the uh, beguiling uh, pace bowlers in India have at the moment. You know guys like uh, Bumrah in particular. Um, how, how much more dangerous does uh, Mohamed Shami look with a white ball, by the way? He's, oh, you know, mate. Second innings second Shami is first innings Shami as long as there's not a second innings. Um, yeah. He was... Um, and the same goes for Kuldeep Yadav, mate. I mm. thought Yadav was excellent. Yep, yep um, for sure. 10 wickets at 30, but he, he, he bowled extremely well. Um, Aaron Fish there just dismissed by Boomerah. Uh, Stoyne made a, a pretty solid 37. Um, and Glenn Maxwell's hitting... Uh, late in the order there for 40 off 51 was very impressive. In fact, to be honest, Bido, I was impressed with Glenn Maxwell the entire way through this series. He was very, very, very good in the 2020s. He basically won those that series for us um, off his own bat in a lot of senses, mm-hmm. um, but he looked really good. And, and, and Ashton Turner, you know, obviously later in the series yeah. really comes through with the bat, but uh, didn't make a bad debut there with 21 off 23. No, not at all. Um, and Alex Carey, I thought, showed some real nous. 36 of 37. Um, but Australia just can't really, really able to get enough runs on the board. Uh, 236 off their 50 overs. They managed to bat it out. Um, uh, Shami got two for, as did Bumra Yadav. And uh, Kadar Yadav got one for 31. Uh, well, probably a bit short, Chris, but I didn't think they'd 
dominate us as much as they did, especially after Kulta Nile got um, Shikadawan first ball, I was thinking, ooh, boy, we could be on like Donkey Kong here. Um, but not to be, mate. Uh, Coley, Doni, and um, Yadav really putting the game out of our reach. Mm. Look, you're right. and But I think, again, we, we sort of see here the, the depth of pace options that uh, Australia is starting to develop because... Um, you know, we, we obviously just mentioned uh, um, uh, Jai Richardson, who had a terrific series. Um, but, you know, as you say, Nathan Coulter-Nile with uh, 2 for 46, far from shabby, and uh, Jason Berendorf with a left-hand option as well. Um, the door He didn't take any wickets, but none for 46, and um, not easy to get away by any stretch of the imagination. So, as you say, Pat, look, disappointing start. Didn't get enough runs on the board. Um but a little bit of promise there. Um, I also like the lower hitting options that that, that lineup presents in in uh, you mm. know Turner, uh, Coulter, Nile, and Cummins. That that is a team that bats all the way. Um, so we saw a little bit of fight there, and, and and something to to hang on to for games to come. Absolutely, Bardo. And, and worth mentioning again, like this is a powerful Indian lineup. I mean, Rohit Sharma, Shikhar Virat Kohli, um, Raidu was. Awesome. Uh, MS Dhoni obviously needs no introduction. Although Jai Singh, as you'll hear later in his Indian interjection, is is a bit done with MS. Um, really? But we'll we'll hear from. Yeah, yeah. He's got some thoughts. You know what he's like, Jai. Um, it's yeah, it's interesting to say the least. Um, and look, Jadeja, Yadav, Shami, Bumra. They, you know, it's it's a good lineup. So. Uh, after that first game, that was kind of the that was kind of the scoreline I was expecting in, in some senses. Um, India chasing very very difficult to beat. Uh, so the second game, we we move over to Nagpur and uh, India gets sent in to bat first, Chris, and I, I was pretty pleased to see that. You know, they're such a great side chasing mm. um, that I thought that if we could chase them, maybe we'd be in a better, bit of a better position. Um, Cummins gets uh, dear old Robert Sharma very early on after the six balls out there. And, and I'm, I'm thinking we're, we're really on, but Virat Kohli was just extraordinary. 116 off 120, uh, really showed his class. Some of those straight drives were glorious. Nothing short of, of truly glorious. And, you know, his combination of timing and power and um, hard running between the wickets, I think he really demonstrated there why he's the best um, ODI batsman in the world and probably one of the greatest of all time, really. Yeah, mate. I mean, it was it was a phenomenal innings. And uh, I, I forget if it was this innings or uh, the one after where it was his 40th century in one day international cricket, yeah. which is wow. like a stupid number. Um, <laughs> you know, that's too many hundreds. It's too many, too hundreds. many hundreds. It's too many hundreds, Chris. Couldn't agree um, more. Yeah, it's definitely too many hundreds. And I, 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 I screenshotted that image and sent it to you, mate, of his Manhattan graph of his career yeah. and how absurd that is. A- a- averaging somewhere in the low 60s, um, you know, clearly just, I mean, the, uh, I don't think it's a stretch to say he's the best white ball batsman in the world at the moment. Um, but as you say, mate, look, anytime you get India out for 250, you've got to be feeling really good about yourself. And um, uh, and particularly, um, look, Coley's, it's almost a case of pick your poison, isn't it? Because Coley's always a threat. And if you can get him out cheaply, then you're doing really well. But you almost would rather, you're almost better to get the other 10 blokes in the team out first, aren't you? So, um <laughs> You're almost a better chance. So, 
looking at the bowling performances, and, and I thought this was where Australia really sort of, you, you can start to see we're starting to refine our, our, our look a little bit. Um, some interesting things happened. First of all, Pat Cummins figures a four for 29, which is obscene. Um, oh. It just looks, just looks the part. Uh, does PJ and um, uh, Coulton Isle again solid one for 52 um, uh, just went for a little bit uh, there towards the end of the innings um, Glenn Maxwell I don't know if you know this Pat but he bowled first change um, which is an interesting <laughs> look for him that's an interesting look yeah yeah I can see him being into it though that's the yeah, kind of thing that will rock Maxwell's yeah, casbah he'd yeah. love that he'd love that business yeah, I'm prepared to I've never met the man but I'm prepared to go out on him and say that he enjoyed bowling first change um, yeah, yeah. And, but then you know, and then Zampa and Lyons. So to uh, you look look at the transition from game one to game uh, game two, and already we're seeing mm-hmm. three spin options um, being used as opposed yeah. to um, the others, and uh, and uh, only the one only the one over for Stoinis. So as I said, any time you bowl India out for two fifty, you really leave yourself in with a chance for for victory. And when th- when it was um, none for eighty two, we were feeling good. Yeah, absolutely, Chris. And look, like you're right, chasing 250, uh, we're, we're going to think to ourselves that we're pretty in with a chance there. Finch looked a bit better, I thought. 37 off 53, he was a bit more circumspect. He still hit one big six because it's Aaron Finch. Um, Usman looked good for 38 before getting out. Soss did get past 10, which is obviously my big cutoff mm-hmm. there, but um, couldn't do much from there. But, mate, uh, 16 uh, was all Soss got. But Petey Hanscom. Chris was another really good find of this five match series, and and this game was where he started to really find some touch. Mm. A very good piece of fielding from Jadeja to run him out, but forty eight or fifty nine, four fours. He really looks like he's got himself uh, significantly more organised than may may have seen him earlier in the summer, um, and, and that bodes really well for us, Chris, for both the World Cup coming up to have a middle order batsman in form, um, and for the Ashes series yeah. where he may end up there as a reserve batsman. But if he's at least in good touch, then that's that's you know great mm-hmm. news for us. Um, Maxwell's out for four, and Stoinis, mate, 52 of 65. I thought the Stoin looked good, and when he was in the crease, I, I thought he might get us home, um, but just sort of ran out of partners at the end there. Uh, cool denial, Cummins, Lyon, and Zampa all really couldn't quite hold on. Um, we kind of went from six for 218 to all out for 242. Yeah. So... <sighs> Just a bit too many wickets in that last bit. Some great bowling from the Indians, uh, especially that man, Jasper Boomer, uh, who we talked about a lot over the test summer, Chris, but I still can't get enough of that guy. Yeah. Um, you know, I, even walking past, you know, this is a couple of weeks ago now when the sun was still shining in Sydney, but I've seen the kids like doing his stuttering, running up, uh, stuttering, 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 slinging action, trying to Jasper Boomer down to their mates playing some street cricket yeah. and, and you've got to admire that for an, for an international bowler like that's a big effect to have on you know random inner west Sydney siders oh for sure mate and um, you know let's not forget about Cool Deep um, Cool I mean, Deep he's, he's developing into a hell of a bowler as well 3 for 54 um, gave us so many problems over the Australian summer and um, really continued um, uh, his uh, pretty decent form uh, in, into this game but I don't know if you know this, mate, but um, uh, Kuldeep Yadav um, has played uh, 44 uh, one-day internationals and uh, has a... How are these for some figures? Um, in 44 matches, he's taken uh, 87 wickets. Uh, best bowling of 6 for 25. 
Um, wow. Most impressively, though, a, a career average of 21 um, at a strike rate of 26 with an economy rate is just a tick under five, which wow. is pretty incredible for a, uh, yeah. a Chinaman bowler, particularly as one as young as he is. Uh, yeah. Only at 24 there. So, uh, he's going to be one to look out for for a long, long time. And um, we obviously saw a little bit of him in the, in the test series as well. Um, took Australia to task. But... Um, that was something that really impressed me as the series wore on is, is the way that Australia would uh, would approach, um, particularly Yadav, because I think he's been so dangerous for, uh, for a little while now. So he was obviously great in, uh, great again in this game, uh, primarily alongside, uh, uh, as you say, Jasper Boomerah, uh, who, who was uh, deadly again. But um, this is the point where we Chris, started to get a bit of hope and turn things around. How, how big would the odds have been to replace Ravi sorry Ravi Ashwin with a left arm twenty two year old um, leg spinner like what what would the odds of that have been if you if you came to me four years ago and went hey PC uh, when Ravi Ashwin steps away from the game his most likely replacement is going to be a young left arm wrist spinner I would have told you to hit the proverbial bricks but with those sorts of numbers mate he, he does certainly look like the heir apparent um, and you're right too Chris you know India won that game by eight runs and and things are really starting to tighten up we got a bit of a feeling after that game I think that, mm. that we were in it and and the third game at Ranchi was when we really put that into action. We batted first, and we did extremely well. I mean, mostly off the back of a great opening partnership. Aaron Finch scoring 93 off 99 there. Unlucky not to see his 100 come in. Mm. And Usman Khawaja with 104 of 113 deliveries. And look, he got the broom out both sides of the wicket. The reverse, the uh, conventional sweep. Yep. He used his feet well. Um he looks like a player in complete control, Bardo, and it was was wonderful to watch. You must have been thrilled to see him get his maiden on the Oh, look, it was terrific. Um, you know, and and look, happy to see Fincher get some runs as well. Um, they have they're a unique partnership, aren't they? You know, we I, yeah. I referred to them opening the batting before. We saw, you know, I keep harking back to that series in the UAE against Pakistan where um, we were really stuffed for openers, weren't we? And uh, and, and yeah, and they weren't too bad. They're an interesting combination, and 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 um, you know, Wussy's been threatening for a while to uh, uh, to do some damage in the short form of the game, and I'm really really pleased for him, and particularly as we said at the beginning, um, to uh, do not only so well, um, but uh, so well in India in the subcontinent um, against uh, a team that does have some strong spinning options, um, and and really show people that he is a fine fine batsman, and and arguably the most informed batsman in in the country at the moment. Um, so that was really, really pleasing. Um, you know, how do you feel about Maxwell at three? B train. Uh, well, look, I think the point about Glenn Maxwell um, is um, he's situational, isn't he? So, um, you know, I, I don't think it's a bad option. I, I, I think with Maxwell, you're looking more for a style of play rather than a position of play. So, I, ah. um, my thought is, it's okay, more okay, about, okay. You know, it's, it's a bit like when do you deploy him? Um, sure. So when do you deploy your wild card kind of thing? Because I think at this stage we know, you know, you you really you, he's got two volumes, doesn't he, Glenn Maxwell? He's either at zero, or he's at ten. So um, <laughs> I think it was a really good time in the game to to deploy to deploy the the bomb um, to drop the bomb, as it were, and um, 
look, it, it certainly paid off to some extent because I think any time you've got uh, a team at one for hundred uh, one for one hundred and ninety three, and then you bring in your most aggressive batsman, um, you know, you you really uh, have a chance of, of taking the game away. So that would that would be my thinking as to why he was introduced at that point in the game. Um, and look, 47 off 31, again, great feeling from Jadeja, who's just such a gun in the field for mm. India. Um, he's very, very impressive, extreme athleticism. Uh, a great throw from him there to take out Glenn Maxwell, who's very quick between the wickets himself um, and a very good athlete. Uh, Soss, again, failed his 10-run test and was out for seven. And the Stoin and Alex Carey took the long handle to him uh, and got the score right up to 313. Mm. Uh, bowling performance from the Indians, uh, not much to speak of. The best bowling was from Yadav again. Kuldeep just continuing his good form, uh, 3 for 64 off 10. He got taken to going for 6.4 and over. But outside of that, it was a pretty tough day for the Indian bowlers. Um, and in reply, yeah, it's all about that man. Virat again, 123 off 95. And this was his 41st yeah. ODI century, uh, which is just absolutely wild, Chris. And as you say, after this game, averaging a tick over 60 um, after the series, just a tick under, uh, uh, you know, an extraordinary performance. Again, Darwin goes for not many. Um, same goes for Rohit Sharma. Uh, Virat, 123. And from there, it doesn't make for very impressive reading. A little bit of a fight back towards the end there from Dhoni, uh, Kedar Yadav, and uh, Shankar. Ravi Jadeja as well hitting in for the 24. We all know how good he can be um, down the order, but not enough, Chris. Uh, India failing to get across the line all out for 281. Yeah, look, it's, and look one point I'd make about the Indian innings, as I said to you in the previous, when we were reviewing the previous match, um, you're almost better off targeting the other 10 blokes in the team. Uh, such, yeah. as the, such as the yeah. power Yeah, you can of, see uh, that in action here, can't you? You really can see that in action here. I mean, a couple of 20s um, and, and a 30 to, to Shankar. Um, one of the interesting things about this one, and, and we'll talk about the great man a, a bit more in a moment, but um, uh, this game was played in Ranchi, which of course is the hometown of uh, MS Dhoni. And um, this potentially could have been uh, Dhoni's last ever international appearance uh, mm. At home in Ranchi, so he's, from what I understand, he's retiring uh, at the end of the World Cup uh, from uh, the 50 over form of the game. I'm not sure about T20, but certainly from the 50 over version of the game. And um, big occasion for him. And um, certainly when he came to the crease, there would have been big expectations from the Indian crowd for for uh, Dhoni to uh, to bring them home as he as he so often does. Um, but I think. Just shows again um, the the maturation of Adam Zampa because one of the times I think that Adam Zampa looked really da- the times that Adam Zampa looked really dangerous, particularly in this game and throughout the series, is because of the bounce that he kind of generates and the, and the overspin that he yeah. generates. When he pitches the ball up, it's really difficult for opposition batsmen to play. So when it gets a little bit closer to the block hole, um, uh, you know he does become, uh, as I said, quite difficult to play, and, and that was no more on show than the uh, delivery that he used to bowl out MS Dhoni in that game. Um, you know, the big man on the big occasion in his own stadium, um, in front of his own grandstand, and, uh, and Zampa yeah. does the business. Um, that's got to be a huge boon for the young man, and, and, um, and it was really, really good signs. Um, and this is the game where I sort of thought, we've got our bowling lineup 
about right. This is about the best lineup that we can field at the moment. As you know, mate, I'm a, I'm a big rap for Coulton Island. I, I love his lower order hitting, and, and I think he uh, generates a lot of bounce, and he's, and he's really quick. But um, this lineup just offers a little bit of something for everybody. And, uh, uh, you know, Cummins, again, with three for 37 critical wickets. Joe Richardson, three for 37, all critical wickets. Um, and uh, Adam Zampa finishing off with three for 70, which we alluded to earlier in the pod. But um, I'm not so worried about those 70 runs, but the three wickets uh, in... Um, uh, they were none other than, you know, Coley, Dhoni and, and, and Yadav. So not exactly slouches either. So... No, not at I all. I think that was... That, this, that, this game we may look back on and say... This was the coming of age of, of Adam Zampa. So this was sort of the game where we kind of went, oh, well, okay, All right, we might be on here. Absolutely, mate. And, and I think the Cummins-Richardson-Zampa combination, three young men um, really, really coming through, could stick in the ODI side for a very long time. You put Marcus Stoinis in amongst that as well, and you've got a pretty potent attack in, in a lot of conditions. So um, totally with you there. The Aussies ended up winning that one by 32 runs, and all of a sudden we're 2-1 down, two games left to play and everything to play for, uh, which takes us down to Mahali for the fourth game of the series, and India batting first, put on a big total, 358. Shikha Darwin gets his stuff together and was swashbuckling, 143 off 115. Rohit Sharma at the top got 95 off 92, and a big opening partnership for those guys. We were able to get Kohli early in this one, but everyone else stood up around him. Uh, 26 to Lukesh Rahul, Rishbar Pant back in the side. We love a bit of Rishbar Pant, um, 36. Uh, Vijay Shankar down the order there with 26, uh, all out for 358. Big score there. Paddy Cummins taking five for 70. However, real highlight for the Aussies with the ball. Um, Jai Richardson also looking pretty good for three for 85, although I will say that he copped a fair bit of stick, uh, had an economy rate of 9.4. So a uh, bit of a long handle taken to Jai. Zamps chipped in with one. And your mate Finchie got three overs with the ball, but uh, which we all know is a good sign. Um, you know, I think we can just say that Shikha Darwin's 143 and, and Rohit Sharma at the top there. They really showed that if those two get going in uh, international cricket, that they can be one of the most devastating opening partnerships around. They're going to have to do that if India have any chance in the World Cup, which is only, you know, a month or two away, Butter. Yeah, mate, look, it's um, it, cricket's a funny game, isn't it? Because, um, you know, in this game, India find themselves at 1 for 193, um, after 30 overs, scoring at just over six and over, um, and go on to lose the game. Whereas in the in the Sheffield Shield, <laughs> Queensland score a total of two, 245 across two innings, <laughs> compile you know a silly amount of ducks, you know a uh, a, a sideshow game amount of ducks, <laughs> and. Um, Go on to win the game by 43 runs. So, um, it is... Uh, it's, it's weird, isn't game, it? Man. It's a strange it's one. But, it's a weird, but, uh, it's weird game. Look, a couple of interesting points, I think, to make about the uh, the Indian innings. Um, as you say, uh, Shikha Darwin was just at his devastating best. Um, and again, isn't cricket a funny game? How often do you, do you score 143 runs, um, hit 18 fours and three sixes, and not be man of the match? 
Um, yeah. And playing for the home team, no less. Um, so obviously he was a his devastating best. I think Rich, this was uh, it been reading up a little bit on Rishabh Pant as well, and um, th- there's a bit of a knock on Rishabh Pant in in India at the moment. I think as such as the, the, the mm. hero worship of, of MS Dhoni, but the the commentary on uh, Rishabh Pant is he, he he has all the shots, but uh, uh, his temperament uh, doesn't match uh, his uh, his talent. Uh, in in the shorter form of the game, which I think was really interesting, we we did see a bit uh, a bit of the better side of him in this innings. Um, but something to ponder, I think, something to keep an eye on, because there's some chat that he may not even get selected for the Indian World Cup squad, which I personally think really? is outrageous, um, having seen what he's done over the Australian summer. But um, uh, you know, uh, it, it was an interesting interesting innings, and as you say, anytime you score three fifty eight, you got to be feeling pretty good about yourself. Um, look. Um, I find that very surprising, Chris. Very surprising, you know, I think Rishabh Pant's been a real fine for them, but it's going to take changing of the guard. You know, as you yep. say, MS Dhoni's a tough man to drop, um, but they'd surely have to put him on the plane. Look, uh, a big score there, as I mentioned, Chris. You know, three fifty-eight, and the Aussies got off to a shaky start. Aaron Finch getting a two-second ball duck uh, facing Kumar. Kumar's turning him into a bit of a bunny, actually, if we're all honest with each other. Um, but, uh, you know, Finch, he made some big runs in the last game. Uh, it was Mankawaja, that man again, 91, uh, looked wonderful. And him and Petey Hanscom made an a, a excellent partnership. Sean Marsh, again, struggling six out to Boomerah. But Petey Hanscom with 117 yep. off 105. Um, Huge performance. He also, you know, looked Really Huge great. And, you know, we're talking about coming coming of age there, Chris. Um, an innings under pressure mm-hmm. that he really needed to stand up and, and, and did so. Well, you talk about Usman Kawaja and, and his terrific series. And, and uh, you know, um, I think another thing to note about Usman Kawaja is, is in terms of that, that inning. So 91 runs off 99 deliveries, but he only hit seven fours. So there's a fair bit of fair yeah, bit of back he ran and, a lot, huh? A fair bit of back and forth in that innings in um, what I'm sure weren't icy cool conditions. And um, Kawaja's been a man that's been knocked for his lack of fitness uh, over the years. And clearly, he's worked really hard on that. So, it's a tremendous result for him. But I think also, it's important that we point out Peter Hanscom. Because Peter Hanscom, again, is a guy that we know has tremendous ability. But has copped a bit of a flogging from the keyboard warriors um, over the last little while. Particularly, you know, during the uh, Indian series, there was so much commentary about his technique and how it wasn't suitable for international cricket. Um and again, in in arguably the definitive game in the series, he plays the definitive innings of, of the, the match, if you discard <laughs> Shikha Darwin. Um, but um, so that was that was really you know uh, really impressive, and um, you know he really set the game up nicely for Australia. And uh, by the time Betty Hanson gets out at uh, uh, we're with Australia on two hundred seventy one with ten overs to go, they've got something to work with, and and. Um, it's really when that man Turner, uh, Ashton Turner, comes to the crease, and you, you and I have uh, have been rabbiting on for, for the past few years about the performances that this man's put in um, for the Perth Scorchers. Um, so mm-hmm. for us, it was really no surprise, but um, it was it was um, hell, heck of an innings, wasn't it? Um, it just showed his component. 84 off 43, but oh, 5, 4, 6, 6, his strike rate of 195, and he literally hit them all over the ground. Some of those shots to clear the leg side boundary were extraordinary, Silly. especially given the state of the game. Um, you know, and India looked shocked. 
they probably didn't expect that, you know. Um, I don't think a lot of us did, but, you know, yeah, he was truly extraordinary. And, and you're right, Chris, isn't it funny that, you know, you score 140-odd in a first dig and you don't get man of the match in, in comparison to a bloke who scares 84 not out um, in his second game. A truly extraordinary performance there from Ashton Turner. And and look, once we get this win, you know, the footage of the boys in the sheds was just electric. You could see that they had felt like they could they could do it, you know, they could really they could really win this series. Mm. Um Jasper Boomerang was the the pick of the bowlers with three for sixty-three and ones to Kumar, Yadav, and uh Shahal. So you know, an extraordinary game that, and, and it brought us in, Bardo, to the final game, the fifth ODI, with everything to play for. And India were chasing, just to really up the stakes. Um, but that man, it was when Kawaja again, you know, we keep talking about him in this segment, and we can't stop, won't stop. And even 100 of 106 balls, uh, once again, had the broom out either side of the wicket, looked great. Uh, was unlucky not to kick on. It's always funny once you see a bloke get his 100 dead on the nose and then a hole out to mid-off. Um, but he looked pretty good. Aaron Finch was scratchy for his 27 off 43. Uh, Petey Hanscom again showed his class and his form in this series with 52 off 60. Um, Maxwell wasn't able to continue. And a couple of 20s down the order there from Stornis Turner and Jai Richardson. Uh, picks of the bowling from Kumar, Shami, and Jadeja. But at the end of that, we were 9 for 272. And did you feel like that was going to be enough to see us home and see us win this series? No, I've got to be honest. I didn't think it was going to be enough. Um, I, I wasn't feeling overly confident at all. I felt we needed at least another 20 runs on the board and felt that maybe we'd we'd left a little bit on the, on the table. Um, but that being said, you know, I mean, uh, 280 is a defendable score. Um, I mean, and just nice to take the long handle to uh, cool deep yard up a little bit, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Only out of respect, of course. Only out of respect. Absolutely. He's such, he's Absolutely. Such a bowler, but uh, but uh, we don't take the long handle to anyone any other yeah, way. It's always we, weird. We <laughs> particularly a, a spinner, on, an Indian spinner in Indian conditions. It doesn't happen too often, particularly of his True. class. And so to hit him for four sixes throughout the innings was a little bit nice. Um, but... Um, Looks, uh, I didn't think, I'll be honest, I didn't think it was enough. I mean, obviously, a great innings from Usman Kawaja again to, to set Australia up. Um, I was really, uh, and again, a, a lovely innings from uh, from Peter Hanscom um, for uh, 50 off, off 60, but I was really waiting for uh, Maxwell, Stoinis, or, or Turner to really go bang. Uh, it didn't quite happen. Um, I think if there's one guy who's maybe not overly thrilled with his series, from a batting perspective, it'll be Alex Carey. Um, there is so much hope for his batting performances. He's been he was solid with the gloves throughout the series, um, but you've got to wonder with again with the form that Matthew Wade is in, um, you know whether or not um, Carey's pushed. particularly you know whether or not Carey's position going into the World Cup is safe. Um, he would be the most. At I'm going to say the, the same thing. About Sauce too, mate. I think with those two, Smith and Warner coming back, Sauce could really be in in hot water um, to retain his place in the team. Look, uh, the Indians uh, started very well. Rohit Sharma hitting 56 off 89. But after that, it was all about the Australian mm. bowlers. Uh, no other batsman uh, except for Kedi Yadav, who got 44. 
Bushfire Kumar down the in bottom of the tail, they got 46. But outside of mm. that, no one was able to get over 20. And that was a, a real feature of the bowling performance. Paddy Cummins was exceptional with two for 38. Uh, Jai Richardson backed him up well for two for 47. Stoyne chipped in with two for 31. And Zampa with three for 46. Uh, able to dismantle Indians, get mm-hmm. the win, and get everyone out for um, 237 off their 30, 50 overs. A wonderful performance there, Chris, to come back from so far behind in that series to get the win. And, mates, uh, going ahead to Pakistan, I'm feeling pretty confident about our ability to at least put a couple of competitive totals on the board. Um, the only other thing I wanted to mention about the upcoming Pakistan series was that Maxwell is in doubt. Mm. Um, he's feeling quite sick. Uh, a bunch of them are feeling quite ill, are struck down by illness just two days ahead mm. of the first ODI. So that's a little concerning. But Bardo, I, I think we can be really pleased with that performance against India. Um, yeah. I think that can be. there's a lot of positives there for us ahead of the World yeah, Cup. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned the bowling performance there. And again, um, for me, it was that, that bowling combination of Cummins, uh, Richardson, Lyon, Zampa with the uh, all-round support of, support of Stoinis and Maxwell. Um, Stoinis with the interesting figures of 2 for 31 off 4 overs. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, everything there for the Stoin. But um, did manage to get out the great Virat Kohli chasing a big, uh, fat, wide one out, out, uh, outside off stump. So, um, I, I think that, that that's our, probably our strongest bowling lineup at the moment. Really interesting... Um, you know, I think a lot of question marks in a good way now over the Australian uh, one-day team going into the World Cup. I think we started to get the balance a little bit more uh, accurate. Um, and I, I'm not automatic now on, on Stark and Hazelwood coming back in. Um, and, and wow. I'm not sure about that. I'm also, I mean, you know, obviously uh, uh, Smith and Warner have been uh, reintegrated into the setup. So you've got to assume that they're in the calculations for the World Cup. I think in the short form of the game, you know, fair enough. Um, but again, you, you know, I, it's, it's, there's some selection headaches there, as, as you alluded to. I don't think Ashton Turner would have been in too many people's calculations moving forward. But on the back of that performance, and particularly given that he does bowl a bit of... Uh, uh, a bit of spin um, he's another bowling option so there's a few things to, to work through and to figure out but um, I'm certainly feeling a lot better as you say uh, moving forward I think Pakistan's going to be an interesting test they do present a different challenge um, to India um, you know they are so enigmatic um, their best is uh, unplayable and, uh, extraordinary. and extraordinary and their worst is um, uh, well not good. Uh, Bad. So we'll, we'll wait and see what, what version of Pakistan turns up. But I just think that you really couldn't have asked for uh, uh, two better tests going into a World Cup. And uh, um, I'm really excited to see tomorrow night um, just who gets the nod. Um, I think you'll see Turner play, particularly if Maxwell doesn't. I think they, they offer a similar sort of skill set. Um, uh, and uh, we'll, we'll see how we go. Yeah, man, I can't wait for that series to start. It's going to be very exciting. Um, Bardo, a little bit of breaking news. A little bit of breaking news. Didn't have this in the episode plan, but this has just popped up in my feed and I I had to follow it along. Um, We're big fans of Irish cricket here at Two for None. If you scroll back through the episodes and find the Irish cricket special, do check that out. But, mate, they've just played a test against Afghanistan and Afghanistan won. 
Yeah. Afghanistan have beaten Ireland by seven wickets. And there's just a, a performance there from Ramat Shah in the first dig uh, for Afghanistan. He scored 98 of 214, two runs away from the first mm-hmm. ever um, test century for Afghanistan. So that would have been awesome. Um, and a couple of other great scores through there. The Irish just weren't able to quite get across the line. But our mate uh, Kevin O'Brien uh, did score a 60 in the second dig, and I hope he raised his bat Um a lot of uh, love those blokes and uh, big time respect to our man uh, Niall O'Brien if you're listening Niall um, uh, and his and his brother his younger brother just just kicking on there so uh, great work to those guys and great to see that, that cricket moving forward so much um, but uh, speaking of cricket moving forward uh, I should actually take a second to throw to Jai Singh uh, who's got an Indian interjection for us which I forgot about and then we're going to play right now <laughs> it's Jai Singh with an Indian interjection Hello, I'm very glad to be back on Two for None to wrap up yet another India-Australia series. By my maths, which isn't always accurate, that's 15 matches now in four months. This was India's last series before the World Cup. They expected to be up 3-0 and then able to experiment, but they had to experiment from 2-1 and ultimately lost 3-2. It's not ultimately a huge disappointment because it was mostly an audition for a couple of cast members ahead of the World Cup. But it doesn't bode very well for the World Cup chances that India lost to an undermanned Australian team. Really, they were highly surprised by the quality of Australia's new personnel. And there are quite a few teams who would certainly be able to give India a very good run for its money. And I think this series has probably put India a little bit closer to the field and not really now one of the favourites. Would India have won this series if they'd been at full strength? Well, I'm not sure they were so far below full strength. They were definitely missing Hardik Pandya. Other than that, I don't think there's anyone else they could have picked to do better. Maybe there was some uh, problem with attitude because the team wasn't really uh, set up to uh, gel together. There were too many people trying to uh, prove their credentials. Not quite sure who was meant to be playing. The combination hadn't been worked out. But when it comes to man for man, There wasn't really a lot of talent on the bench. So what came out of this series? I'll go through it as I always do, position by position. The openers were patchy, which is very worrying given they've been the linchpin since the uh, Champions Trophy in England about six years ago. Uh, Shikha Dhawan came back to form after his place was questioned. Uh, Rohit Sharma was very disappointing. Uh, Hopefully they'll get their combination going again. They've done well in England in the past. Uh, but if India keep being three down for 30-odd, well, they're not going to get to the semi-final. Number three, Virat Kohli, the man, the legend, the freak. He's now got 41 hundreds in 227 ODIs. Just as a comparison point, Sachin Tendulkar made 49 in 463, and no one at the time thought that record would ever be matched. Kohli's already 80% of the way there, and he's played half the matches. Another couple of Kohli stats. Uh, There's one that's gone viral on Instagram. Since October 2017, he's made 1,500s in ODIs. Next best is South Africa with 14. Yes, one man has in fact made more hundreds than any other country. And his average reached 60. So I I think he's probably established at number three now. They have tried to put him at four because uh, basically no one else can do it. 
but in my opinion, don't take away his strength in order to try and solve a weakness. He has to be at three. Mahindra Singh Dhoni, his batting has faded and he generally plays a scratchy anchor sort of role. Is not what we expected, uh, not what we're used to. But he's absolutely vital in the field. He's still got the lightning stumpings, he's directing the field placements, and he even coaches the leg spinners every ball. In most senses, he's still the captain. When it comes to leg spinners, he tells them what to bowl every delivery, and you can see they're far less effective when he's not playing. It's almost like he's playing a video game and the bowlers are his avatars. He's picking the delivery and then it just comes down to whether they can execute it. He's now settled at number five, which as two for one uh, listeners would know, I think is one spot too low. Um, but obviously I don't quite have the influence over Indian selection that I thought I had. So he's going to bat at five. Kedar Jadav is crucial with the bat at number six. He's got this weird, uh, really weird style where he doesn't seem to be going for big hits, but he scores at a runner ball just by playing unusual shots. He's unfortunately not quite so effective with the ball at the moment. His weird round arm style, there's a lot of weird uh, styling, Kedar Jadav. His weird round arm off breaks were very effective and no one was able to hit against them until Aaron Finch absolutely dismantled him. So the worrying signs that he might have been found out with the ball just when India were really starting to rely on him. Number seven, India desperately need Hardik Pandya to stay fit. He's back from some back stiffness, just hope he gets through the IPL in one piece. There's no one else who can do the job. Ravindra Jadeja is not an ODI seven. He uh, is a curious case. He's one of the sort of batsmen who can attack in test matches because the fields are up and he's a counter-attacker. When the fields go back onto the boundary uh, in ODIs, he's not anywhere near as effective. He can basically just get a single every uh, now and again, and as a striker at around 80. It's not good enough at the end of the innings. Vijay Shankar, on the other hand, is not a fifth bowler. He he can get some big hits in, uh, in the number seven role if he's needed there, uh, but he can't bowl 10 overs. Fast bowlers. It looks like it's Bhuvneshwar Kumar and Jasprit Bumrah as the main duo. Mamashami uh, was questioning uh, Bhuvneshwar's place in New Zealand with some really good performances, but Bhuvneshwar reasserted himself as the first choice pick in the Aussie series with wickets up front and good death bowling. However, it is really good to have Shami as a replacement or if there's a green pitch and they want to play all three. In the Australia uh, series at the end of last year, might have been the beginning of this year, uh, there were a couple of uh, backup bowlers tried and they did absolutely nothing. So it's good to know at least India's now got three fast bowlers. Just hope they stay fit. As to the spinners, the wrist spinners have faded since they ruled the roost in 2017. No one knew how to play them, but unfortunately the mystery seems to have faded. Jadeja is playing a lot and that could be a sign of things to come. What they've been doing in the last couple of series is having Jadeja batting at seven or eight, he's best at eight, and they alternate the wrist spinners so that no one gets too used to them. This might be a bit different in uh, a World Cup format because over a bilateral series you see the same players again and again. In the World Cup, maybe people uh, won't have enough time to work them out and they could play in tandem. India's best chance comes from the wrist spinners playing in tandem and doing well. And back to the perennial question. 
number four. India has had 11 number fours in the past 18 months, so it's not the most stable position in the world. The new option, which came about accidentally, is Vijay Shankar. He was in the New Zealand series as a backup number seven, and in the T20s he was promoted up the order for one innings, and he showed a really good temperament. He hits over the top with a straight bat, and he scores quickly without taking outrageous risks. He's a really good fielder, and he's a useful bowler. I wouldn't say he's great. He's a bit better than Paul Collingwood, if you want an analogy. Of the other contenders, Richard Pant is too hit and miss, and he's not a good fielder. Um, but Raidu is just not reliable. He'll play one superb innings every now and again, like he did in New Zealand with a match-winning 90 on a difficult pitch. This keeps him in contention, and then he starts fading. He's a bit of a marsh, in other words. His main problem at the moment seems to be he can't rotate, stri- rotate the strike. In the recent series, he had 40 dot balls out of 59. Having him and MS Dhoni together in the same side kills all momentum. And as we've discussed, Dhoni is vital in the field, so there's no place for Raidu. Shankar has the game for four, and he can replace some of Jadav's overs. As number four is basically a write-off, and India haven't had anyone succeed there since 2011, if there are some runs there, it's basically a bonus. So this series has probably answered most of the questions India wanted, at least I think so. Virat Kohli says they've got the side pretty much established. I just hope they've got it established the right way and don't go picking the wrong person as usual. Uh, there are a few concerns, uh, like Jadav's bowling and exactly what's going to happen with the wrist spinners. And my uh, summation of this series is it's shown India's weaknesses more than its strengths, unless Kohli and the openers can cover it all up. So I'll be back, I expect, at some point to give my opinion on what's going to happen when the World Cup's uh, a little closer and we have some idea what the main team will be. Thank you, Jai, for a wonderful Indian interjection. Uh, Always great to hear from you and some extraordinary stats there. Um, Now, Bardo, uh, while we're talking about India versus Mm -hmm. Australian cricket, I understand that you are halfway through a book for Crick Lit, and I just wanted you to give us a little update on what you're reading and how you're feeling about it. Well, Pat, as you know, we've done two Cricklets now. We did the Chris Gale Six Machine, World Bass, Universe Bass. Universe um, Bass, World Bass, yes. And we did uh, Richie Benno's My Spin on Cricket, two more, more diverse characters I think you won't find. Um, <laughs> so we thought, well, keeping that theme, we need to we need to keep exploring the realms, the world of cricket. And, um, and it seemed appropriate uh, throughout the Indian, the summer where India was here, I was teasing about doing an Indian book. Um, I, I scavenged long and hard to find one that I actually thought would be good to read. Uh, and uh, I thought, you know what, MS Dhoni, he's coming up to the end of his career. Way, um, yep. You know, he's so much about how the Indians uh, appreciate him uh, and everything that he's done. And, and I wanted to learn a little bit more about why he was a mystical figure. Um, so I purchased the the uh, audiobook of uh, uh, MSD, The Man, The Leader. Um how have you found it? Well, I think I referred to it as hot garbage. Um, Emma's Donny is clearly a um, um, a very talented cricketer. 
Um, I have, uh, you know, and, and clearly very beloved in his city of Ranchi. I didn't realize this, but Ranchi um, hasn't produced that many uh, Indian cricketers. They tend to come more out of uh, Mumbai and Delhi and Calcutta. Right. Um, I will say this, though. The other reason I chose um, the Dhoni book was because I was reading the blurb for Saurav Ganguly's uh, autobiography. And he said in his, bar, in, his, in his blurb, he's like, I captained India to um, this and this winning percentage, which is even more than Dhoni, question, uh, you know, exclamation mark. And I thought, yeah, well, right. if you feel the need, Surav, to big note yourself <laughs> over Dhoni, then clearly Dhoni is the book I should be reading. So I put down Surav Ganguly and I picked up MS Dhoni. Um, whether or not that was the right call, I guess time will tell. Um, but... Um, why is it hot garbage, Buddha? Well, That's a very specific descriptor. Yeah. Why hot look, garbage? If you want... Look, there are certainly some fun facts about MS Dhoni in there. MS Dhoni's hot. There's no doubt. He's hot. Big time. Oh, yeah. Um, he's hot to try. I have learned that MS Dhoni was a train ticket inspector. Um, oh. And that he really, li- cool he really likes milk. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bizarre fact. Other than that, um, this book so far, um, it, it reminds me of like a teenage boy's bedroom with the posters on the wall. Um, there's a lot of hero worship going on in this book. Um, right. And not a lot of, you know, you kind of read it because you're like, oh, maybe you'll learn a bit more about like Emma Stoney's philosophies on cricket and like his insights into this and this. And I've got to be honest with you, I haven't finished it because it's a bit hard work. So I'll let you know how I go next time. Uh, but so far, it is, uh, you know, I normally like to do a cash or trash rating. Um, so that's why I call it hot garbage. Because MS, MS okay. Tony is hot, but this is destined for the garbage bin. Um, <laughs> it's, it's on a one-way train heading anywhere, if anywhere, is the yeah. trash bin. Um, B-Man, thank you for that. Thank you for joining me uh, on this Two for Not Honesty. Great to have you back in the depths of winter. Um, Folks, we will probably be back after the Pakistan series. I think we'll do another uh, wrap of those ODIs. And um, we're going to be doing something different in the lead up to the World Cup. So if you're a Two for None fan, we're going to do some extended interviews with our correspondents from around the world um, to give us a bit of a idea of what their team's build-up has been like. And on that note, if you are a Bangladeshi cricket fan, if you are a Pakistani cricket fan, if you are a West Indies cricket fan or an Afghani cricket fan, uh, get in touch. Find us on Facebook or shoot me an email at gingersnapproductions, that's G-I-N-G-R-S-N-A-P Sydney um, at gmail.com, gingersnapsydney at gmail.com. Shoot me an email and say that you're keen and we can get you on the pod. Join the family. Be one of the team. It's a great time. It's a great time to be alive. Uh, Bardo, any final thoughts before we sign off, pal? Oh, look, Pat, it's, as you say, it's a great time to be alive. We've got a World Cup. We've got an Ashes series. Uh, it might be winter, but cricket is alive and uh, not sick. Uh, it's well, uh, and I'm excited. I don't know. I'm excited. There's a little something in the air. There might be something happening um, uh, on the back of that Indian series. So let's hang out. Bardo, would you, could, would you say that you can feel it coming in the air tonight? I would... It's certainly not going. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. I'll say that. Somebody cue a drum solo. Uh, thanks very much, B-Man. You're a legend. I will speak to you soon. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening. And go those other days! <laughs>